Every season is spooky season in our book. So settle in and prepare to be shook. You are listening to Shook, a comedic podcast about all things paranormal and unexplained. Hey friends, I'm Amanda. And I'm Santa. And my fun fact today is throwing it back to our last episode, episode 26, titled You Decide, in which we talked about our adventures at the Bell Witch Cave, where we went with my family to celebrate my birthday. And my brother Chase and his girlfriend Candace, our queen, was there with us. And so the other day, Candace was listening to the episode. She sent me some texts telling me what her theory is about the Bell Witch. And we did say you decide. And the Bell Witch story very much is a you decide situation because it really, there's so many possibilities as to what could have been really going on there. And so Candace has a really, really interesting theory. And I'm just going to read this for you guys. It's kind of, it's kind of like a mini shook story in a way. I can't Uh, wait. Shook theory. (laughs) Shook theory by Candace. She said, she sent me a text and it said, Theory. The Bell Witch is good, but was an oversharing spirit and broke the spirit rules by talking so much, which is exactly what I would do as a spirit. I would be way <laughs> dramatic as a witch or a ghost. <laughs> John Bell was a bad man. She helped the other children and the wife. Betsy was a kid, but Betsy had the bad in her like her dad. So she was targeted and made her life miserable before Betsy made others miserable the boy she didn't want her to marry was a good boy she was protecting the boy also kate wasn't the witch kate has been on the property way before john spirit was attached to the land and loved kate she spoke as kate's witch to make sure john knew she was vindicating her kate was nice to slaves john was a bitch (laughs) (laughs) i love you candace I love you. Maybe. IDK, I need to research that. I'm listening to the podcast now, so I'm brainstorming, LOL. Kate probably was a witchy bitch like us, and so they loved her and protected her because she was good and had bad fortune, so they helped her. That's a great theory, Candace. In a nutshell, her theory is that John Bell was a bad man and Kate wasn't the witch. It was another force kind of working for her, maybe not for her with her permission, but definitely was working to help her with or without her consent. And that's an interesting, interesting thought. And I I think it's a really interesting uh, theory that the reason why the spirit did not want Betsy to be with the younger guy was because she would have just like taken him for everything he was worth. (laughs) (laughs) No, Candace, I love this hot take. I really do. And I'm in the same boat with you in that I think John Bell probably wasn't the nicest guy. And he certainly would never have been invited into my home. Me either. (laughs) Unwelcome, Matt. (laughs) Yeah. That's one thing. I see in my neighborhood a lot of the time the giant welcome boards next to the door. And I'm like, (sighs) no, get out. You're not welcome here unless I literally invite you to my house. <laughs> Please do not knock on yeah. my door unannounced. 
We don't have signs up that say welcome because that also invites spirits that you may or may not want in your home. So yeah, uh, PSA, if you have a welcome mat that like straight up says welcome or like things outside of your house that just like say welcome, live, laugh, love, shit like that, like take it down, (laughs) take it down unless you want to be haunted. Yeah. You decide. (laughs) You decide. That's up to you. Lord, I, I, yeah, I don't understand that whole thing. I mean, I, yeah, I've definitely had welcome mats before, but the full on like decorative display saying, come one, come all, I can't do it. I I don't want it. Stay out. (laughs) Take it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Send it back to Michael's, please. (laughs) Send it back to Hobby Lobby where it belongs. (laughs) For once and for all. But yeah, that's my fun fact. A little extra fun theory about the Bell Witch. What's your fun facts this week? I guess I have two fun facts. One, I can't entirely crap on Hobby Lobby only because I'm pretty sure I made this necklace with something from Hobby Lobby, but I could be wrong. It could have been Michael's. But I love a yeah. Hobby Lobby clearance, actually. Honestly, anything on clearance, get at me. Like, I need it. Anywhere. <laughs> Just give it to me. Uh, my second fun fact, and I've been keeping this a secret from you. It happened a couple of weeks back, but Connolly and I recently went to the Sasquatch exhibit in Blue Ridge. <laughs> in Blue we have Ridge. to go. We yes, have to go. We're, we're booking a cabin. Absolutely. For the fall or something like soon-ish Please. this year. We're yes. going. Well, I think technically it might be between... LJ and Blue Ridge because it was off I think 515 is the name Cherry of the highway Wong. yeah so it's really cool so you walk in well there's like a gravel parking lot you go in there's a giant Bigfoot statue um and when you get inside you pay for your tickets which are extremely reasonable for the plethora of evidence of Bigfoot in there it's like I think ten dollars maybe less um and there's several audio stations where you put your headphones on and you listen to the the screeching and howling of Bigfoot or whomever that is in the wilderness there are footprint fossil type situations made of cement there's um not fossils what am I thinking of basically there's just footprints afoot footprints afoot um (laughs) there are all different kinds of pieces of evidence. There's newspaper clippings from all over. And I think in going there that I might have some inspo for another cryptid themed episode. Cause there are several versions of Bigfoot across the world. And there's one in particular that I think I might cover. I've already done skunk ape in episode two, but there's some good tea in there and we're going to have to go. There's literally a full length film. And then there's a separate station. That's just like a 20 to 30 minute documentary. And I had a blast. We spent a few hours up there and I had a great time and I'm already looking to book that cabin so we can go up and do it again. Oh yes. I'm trying, I'm trying to go. I love a cabin, a little cabin weekend moment regardless. And just add the, add the spooky attraction factor. I'm in. (laughs) You're in. I'm in. I love it. Well, so yeah. Uh, Sorry. No, you're good. (laughs) Uh, 
and I guess finally, there's a third one. This is yet again another Shook Stories episode. So thank you all for submitting your personal encounters, whether they be ghosts or aliens or sleep paralysis demons or whatever. So Santa, I think you start us off. So do you want to read the first Shook Story of the evening? Oh, yes. This is the first Shook Story of the evening. Hi, Amanda and Santa. My name is Maria, and I'm a host of the podcast, You're Creeping Me Out. I saw your post about needing ghost stories, and I thought I'd send a couple in. All of mine are kind of short, but I think they're still good and spooky. The first paranormal experience I think I ever had was with my cousin. I was about 9 or 10, and she was around 13 or 14, so late 90s. I spent a lot of time at my grandparents growing up because we were all a big Catholic family that all lived within a few miles of each other. My cousin and I were at my grandparents' one Saturday morning. Everyone went outside to clean the horse stalls. Our mom has horses at my grandparents' farm. That is so fucking cool. And my cousin talked to me into going into the basement and playing the Ouija board with her. How she had a Ouija board in my very Catholic grandparents' house, I don't know, lol, but we plugged in the stereo and started asking the spirits questions. I remember vividly the stereo playing Mariah Carey. We were asking what the spirit's name was. It went to the letter T, and then the stereo suddenly turned off. Then, promptly following, the lights turned off. We could see it wasn't a power outage because the door to the basement was open and the lights were on up the stairs. I didn't think we blew a fuse because of how they each turned off separately. We promptly ran upstairs screaming, then realized no one was inside and proceeded to run and scream outside to our parents. I believe my cousin put the Ouija board in the back of her closet and never touched it again after that. I like to think it was my uncle who passed away years earlier at a young age, stopping us before something bad happened. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Maria's second story goes like this. I also lived in a haunted house in my early 20s. It was an old farmhouse broken up into apartments. A few things happened while I lived there over the course of three years. My roommate said she saw a face in the window once. I was too scared to believe her, but then shortly after that, our neighbor and friend that lived across the hall said her toilet seat would slam shut all the time, and her bathroom door would open and shut. Not this toilet Mm -hmm. ghost. (laughs) One time, I was home alone cleaning. I had put the remotes to the TV on the coffee table in a little basket. I walked into my room, which was right off the living room, and heard a big crash. I froze and panicked. I slowly walked out into the living room, and the remotes I had just put in the basket were thrown across the living room. Uh Uh-uh. No. After I moved... mm -mm. It's an R. After I'm... It's a no. After I moved out, the girl that moved in told me she woke up one night in my old room, and a lady was standing at the end of the bed staring at her. She thought she was dreaming, but then realized she wasn't lol and then it disappeared (laughs) hope you enjoy these semi-spooky stories if either of you have any you both want to share i'm looking to share some on my podcast as well thank you cheers maria j thank you so much maria for sending us those short sweet and filled with terror stories first of all the ouija board um i'm really glad that you were stopped in your tracks from going any further with that 
And I would like to think it was your uncle who said, it's a no, put it down, (laughs) get that out of your mouth. Um, And then hopefully it was him. Let's, let's just hope. And then that haunted farmhouse kind of sounds cool, but like definitely living there, probably not so cool. Um, That would be worth doing a little investigation. Maria, Mm -hmm. I feel like you should maybe return to your old stomping ground and do a little, (laughs) little paranormal investigation. The, the haunted toilet situation. I feel like we have been hearing about like haunted toilets a lot lately. I don't understand like, why, but we have toilets <laughs> flushing on. Yeah. Toilets flushing on their own and stuff. And then like my toilet also does like weird stuff too. Sometimes it kind of does stuff like that too. The toilet in my full bath, but yeah, Maria, like, thank you so much. We would love to also send you some spooky stories as well. Yes. Thank you, Maria. And everybody listening, please go check out You're Creeping Me Out because it's awesome. Yes, God. So that is all of my first story. Thank you so much, Maria, for sending in those stories. They were short, sweet, and filled with terror, just like we like them. Anyway, do you have a story? I do. And this story actually comes from Chandler who was the winner of our giveaway we did back in April, I think it was, maybe May, but yeah. Chandler, I love whales. I love whales. That's right. Thank you, Chandler. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Chandler says, okay, so this had me shook. Hey there, you spooktastic Southern Bells. My name is Chandler, and I'm from California. Feel free to use my name if you read this on the pod. My parents recently moved to Tennessee. Yeah, go balls. And we are considering doing the same. So hearing your beautiful accents on the podcast is actually really comforting to me. Anyway, let's get into the things that had me shook. Thanks, Chandler. (laughs) Last October, she is a sweet bean. (laughs) Last October, I decided I wanted to experience the paranormal firsthand. So my husband and I planned a trip to Arizona. Let's just say I got a little more than I bargained for. but. That has not deterred me from trying to plan similar trips. We flew into Phoenix and drove down to Tombstone with high hopes of spooky encounters fueled by ghost adventures and Western movies. We took a ghost tour at the Birdcage Theater, which is an extremely haunted former house of ill repute from the 1800s. I sadly experienced nothing on this tour, but when they turned the lights off to try and communicate with the spirits and get them to interact with the light-up toys and REM pods, my husband saw a white figure out of the corner of his eye waving at him. A dead sex worker was trying to get my hubby's attention, (laughs) y'all. No, that's trifling. Okay. We drove up to Jerome, an old mining town with a dark history. We started our day by exploring the town and signing up for a ghost tour. This ghost tour gave us EMF detectors, and a spirit box to try to communicate at the various locations we went to. Our first stop was outside of one of the mines. It was pitch black out, and they let us wander around on our own for a while. My husband and I walked away from the other groups and tried asking questions. The guide mentioned at one point that half of the miners were Hispanic and encouraged us to try asking questions in Spanish. 
My husband did just that, and when he asked for a name, a male voice came through the spirit box and said, Hugo. We tried asking other questions, but he wasn't very chatty after that. (laughs) One of the next stops was at the old jail. The surrounding area also used to have brothels and bars, but had since been torn down or destroyed. Near a ledge that led to a downward slope, the EMF detector kept going off, but it would go off for a moment and then stop. I would walk a step or two, and then the meter would go off again. It was as if I was following someone that I couldn't see, and they kept walking away from me. We tried asking questions, but nothing came through the spirit box. When we turned our backs to the ledge, I heard my husband's feet shuffle. I thought that he had tripped, but when I looked at him to make sure that he was okay, he told me that he felt a tug on the back of his shirt, which caused him to lose his footing. Oh my god. No one was standing behind us, and the only thing that was behind us was a knee-high shrub and the downward slope. After these (laughs) fun encounters on the ghost tour, we returned to our hotel. We were told that there were only three hotels in town, and they were all allegedly haunted. We stayed at the Jerome Grand Hotel, which was originally built in the 1920s as a hospital. As you can imagine, there are lots of ghost stories about this hotel, including people hearing crying babies from unoccupied rooms on the fourth floor, which used to be the maternity ward. Ooh, I have chills. There's even a ghost cat on the second floor that people have caught on camera sitting on tables and beds. I want me a ghost cat. Oh, my God. Probably wouldn't beg for food all the time like Pepper, right? Wow, yeah. (laughs) Or scratch on the door constantly. Right, because he's dead. Um, (laughs) Our stay was all well and fine until the middle of the night. I woke up at one point to the door making noises. It was as if someone was repeatedly pushing against our door. I could see the light change along the doorframe as this happened, and the light would come in from the hallway. I was half asleep, so I just curled up next to my husband, who was on the side of the bed closest to the door, and fell back asleep. When we both awoke the next morning, my husband told me that as he opened his eyes to wake up, he saw a brown figure in front of him on the side of the bed. As he opened his eyes fully, he watched it dart around the bed towards the closet. As he told me this, the window slammed shut. I had opened this window when we checked into our hotel room about three the previous afternoon, and it chose now to slam shut? We both jumped and held each other in bed for a hot minute as we tried to figure out where this loud noise came from and then realized it was the window. My husband then decides to tell me, that he felt like someone had been watching us the entire time we were in the room the night before. He could have told me that at check-in, but oh well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm listening to episode 22 as I write this, and y'all just asked for the tea regarding past life stories. I randomly asked my husband one night if he believes in reincarnation and past lives. He nonchalantly responded, Yes, I have an image that I remember from mine. And let me tell you, I was shook. He went on to tell me that he can remember being dressed in older clothes and holding a rifle. His family is from Mexico with some native and Spanish ancestry, so I'm thinking this past life might be from either the Conquistador era or the Mexican Revolution, maybe. That's all I have for now. Thanks for reading, and thank you for sharing all the spooky stories. Best wishes and spooky fishes, Chandler. Oh my god. (laughs) I know. If it ain't the toilet, it's something else. Slamming shut. (laughs) 
Oh my God. Like I just, I'm shook by so many parts of that story. Like, first of all, like the fact that they went on this like ghost tour extravaganza trip, like not only were they going on ghost tours in like locations, but even the place they stayed was also haunted. Right. And then her husband is obviously clairvoyant and sees things a lot. And he's probably a treasure trove of shook stories. Oh my God. Yes, Chandler, please bring on all the stories you have. I know, I know that's just the tip of the iceberg. It's gotta be. And the past life too, as soon as she's, and he has a past life story too. I was like, I know he does. He's, he just kept he's going got everything. It. He is New Mexico's hottest club. It seems like <laughs> he has everything. Ghost sightings, <laughs> past life experiences. Oh my God. He really Door does slamming. have it all. Yeah. Oftentimes when you, when you get married, you think, wow, this guy has it all. That's why I'm marrying him. But Chandler's man <laughs> really does have it all. He's literally got a sixth sense in the package. So yeah, Chandler, bring it on. We want to hear all your stories, all of your husband's stories. I'm very interested to hear more about this past life image he has. Surely he's had multiple, has he had multiple visions of things? Cause I want to know everything, please. Also awesome. hunty. I know we're planning on having like a past life episode, possibly in Shocktober, um, possibly sooner. It could be interesting to have more in-depth info about his past life if he has more things that he remembers yeah Chandler come on let's hear it firsthand account <laughs> y'all know how we feel about a firsthand mm-hmm. account um but yes thank you Chandler thanks again for participating in our giveaway I'm so happy you won and that all of your items arrived unbroken <laughs> I was really worried about that candle because it was so delicate but yeah thanks again Chandler Santa Do you have a second story for us by chance? I believe I do. Hey, creepy people. This is PNW Haunts and Homicides. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Cassie. Together, we explore stories of the paranormal and true crime throughout the Pacific Northwest. For each episode, we do a tarot reading to help us gain some insight on the topic as we share the facts of the case and our interpretations. You can find our episodes featuring true stories from infamous cases such as the misdeeds of Boeing, as well as lesser known true crime cases like the murders in Tunnel 13 as well as our spooky stories from Pike Place and Raven's Manor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you'd like to listen. Have Have a a creepy-ass day! So this story is from our friend Vanessa at The Dark Hour. Vanessa said, Okay, so this had me shook. Hey guys, I'm Vanessa. I've always been into the supernatural, so much so that my partner and I tour all the spooky sights around us constantly. My own ghostly experience happened last year, which solidified my belief in the paranormal. On my property is a detached office in the backyard. This space faces the side of my main house. So as I was working away in there, I had a direct view of the side staircase off my home. I was typing on my laptop as I saw something move outside the window. I looked up and saw a flash of a little boy running down the staircase. He was about seven years old, wearing a buttoned vest and a flat cap, very 1920s. He was holding the railing as he ran down, head looking down at where he was going. I have a little brother who was around the same age, so of course, I assumed it was him. I called out and said, don't come in here, I'm working right now. 
but I didn't get a response. I stood up and looked out the window and didn't see anything. And after peeking out of the door, I realized that no one was there. I went inside the main house and asked my brother if he was just outside. Confused, he said no and went back to playing his Nintendo Switch quietly in his room. I also noted that he was wearing bright colored clothing, nothing similar to what I saw. I knew that I saw something, but since I didn't have a bad feeling from the spirit, I went on with my day. Around 5 p.m., my dad came home from work. He's very into the supernatural as well, so the first thing I told him about was the little boy I saw. His eyes got wide and he gasped, but didn't say anything. When I was eventually done with my story, I realized that he had one of his own. He gets up for work at about 5 a.m. when everyone is still sleeping. He was in the kitchen making lunch when he heard a shuffling noise behind him. He turned around and looked down the hallway. When he did, he witnessed a child's barefoot run behind the next wall. He said he only caught a glimpse, but the feeling he got from it led him to believe it was from a little boy. He thought it may be my little brother just playing tricks on him, but he peeked into his room and he was fast asleep. After all, it was 5 a.m., not really the time to play pranks, lol. <sighs> For my dad and I to see the boy the very same day and describe it similarly, I believe it was a spirit. We both got a playful, lighthearted vibe from it, nothing malicious. A few days later, I was home alone and came upstairs to find a ball of yarn tossed across the room, leaving a long string. I instantly thought it may be the boy just playing. We haven't seen him since, but I thought this experience was pretty cool. Thanks for reading, Vanessa. Aww. Aww. That, that is a really nice, lighthearted haunting, and we love to see it. And yeah, it, see, it sounds like he just was making his presence known, and maybe he wanted to play. Maybe he I just wanted so. to play. He might have wanted to play on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I feel like maybe he wanted to play <laughs> Minecraft with her little brother, low-key. Probs. I don't know. And Vanessa... Just want to say we love y'all's content. Keep it up. Definitely go follow them on the socials at Dark Hour Cast. Yeah. So, Hunty, do you yes. have another story? You bet your bottom dollar I do. I got wow. me another story, and uh, I think you're going to like this, and I'm going to need your participation at a point in it. You'll see. Oh, I All love right. an interactive Oh, yes. It's going to be great. Okay, so this story says, hey, y'all. Hey, hey's back. Yay! Yay, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey has entered the chat yet again, and we love to see it. It's giving um, Harry okay. Houdini popping up. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, hey's back. I got a long one, so I'm just going to get to it. A few weeks ago, my little sister, 27 years old, and I, 29 years old, made plans to go look for rocks. I just started a new hobby tumbling rocks, so I dragged her along with me. So Sunday, April 16th, my sis and I went to the first park to look around for about an hour until we filled up our bags. When we were done, I googled another place nearby that led to a creek that neither of us had ever been to before. As we were approaching the destination, we had to go through a trailer park where the first part of the driveway had lots of new trailers and didn't look like many people lived there yet. Further down the road, it turned into a dirt road where the rest of the property was still being cleared out. 
and when we reached the end of the road, I parked and we got out. None of that really matters, but that's just where we were. (laughs) Anyways, like I said, they were still in the process of clearing out the land, so there was still a wall of trees and shrubbery, and we would have had to go through that to get to the creek. So we decided to be smart and not try to forge through the dense woods, because fuck that. Yes, queen. Mm -hmm. I'm what you may call indoorsy at times, (laughs) for that very reason. (laughs) So we were just goofing around, climbing mounds of dirt, taking pictures, and eventually started looking for rocks. At this point, I bet you're wondering where the paranormal part is. Well, it's here. As my sister bends down to pick up a rock, she looks over her shoulder and looks back at the ground and starts singing a random-ass song like Rihanna or something. And I pause and I look at her, because that was weird, and it just felt off and I've never seen her do that before. So I ask her, did you see a ghost? She stops and puts her head down, like she's annoyed that I asked that. And she nods. I was like, what, really? Where? Is it a man? I just went off with all the questions because I've never been in the presence of a spirit or at least been aware that I am. She's obviously uncomfortable, but I'm her sister, so I had no boundaries. (laughs) Do you remember that brand, Walmart? No boundaries. Um, (laughs) But I'm her sister, so I had no boundaries and persisted for answers. She said that it was a man, but then quickly changed the subject. I was like, are you okay? Do we need to leave? Does it feel like it's a bad spirit? And as I said that, she picked up a rock that had a cross pattern on it. And she was perplexed by this. Like, she looked up and whispered, what the fuck is happening right now? I was like, well, that's good, right? And she shrugged her shoulders and went back to looking for more rocks. Since I was having a hard time trying to figure out if we should leave or not, we started making our way back to my car, but still taking our time just looking at rocks. I try to help keeping her distracted by talking about random topics, and she was still barely responding to anything I was saying, which was super unusual for her because she's the talker. (laughs) Then she quickly looks over her shoulder again, but at my car this time, then looks back down and starts singing another random ass song, which I have now learned that's what brings her comfort, and that's how she deals with not acknowledging spirits. At this point, I'm a little weirded out, but I try not to let her know and continue to show her some of my rocks I'm finding. She keeps glancing at the car like she's watching what the spirit is doing. About five to ten minutes go by, and she stands up and says, I think we should go now. And I'm like, you don't have to tell me twice. So I go to the back of the car, open the trunk, and start emptying the rocks out of my bag into a bigger bag. As I'm doing that, we get distracted once again and start looking at all the rocks that we collected and start going through them. She keeps going quiet and looking over her shoulder and looks towards the woods to her right. Right then, we hear a gunshot, and I'm like, okay, that's enough. We need to go. We go get in the car because I don't have time for either of us getting shot with a stray bullet today. She stays standing next to me, and I tell her again go get in the car. (laughs) And she's like, no, I'm watching your back. And I'm thinking, well, shit, it's behind me. LOL. So I start scrambling, quickly tie the bag up, close the trunk of my car, and we both rush to get in. We're driving down the road. And as we get farther away, she starts talking more. I'm going to do this next part as how our conversation went. Santa, 
This is where I'll need your help with this. Will you please read for Maya and I will read for Hey Hey? Yeah. <laughs> I love an audience participation. Okay, so I guess I start. Mm-hmm. For some reason, my face is hot. Are you okay? Do you want the AC on? I'd put it on full blast. Did he catch on fire? My face is hot, but only on this side. I can see him doing this. What if it was a car crash, like he was blocking the airbag or something? I want to tell you what's going through my head, but I feel like I sound crazy when I say this stuff out loud. You can tell me anything. Like, I believe you, and I'm not going to judge you. I think it was a car crash, but I don't think that's what killed him. Did he get shot? Oh my god, what if he was shot and then it was set up to make it look like he crashed? Oh, I have my pendulum in my purse. We can go back and talk to him. Do you want to? No. Why? I'm not ready for that, and he just seems not that nice. I'm sure he's probably upset that he's dead and might not know what happened to him. What if he was shot and he doesn't know why? We could help him if we just go talk to him. He's stuck here, and I think we could help him cross over. No. 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 She said what she said. She's not doing it, so stop asking. (laughs) End scene. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, continue. She says, uh, I did not realize how long this would be, so I'm going to try and wrap this up as quickly as possible. (laughs) We love you, hey, hey, and we are here for a long story. We love it. Okay, she continues. We start heading to another park, and I suggest that we Google car crashes or accidents on the name of the road that we were on, Airport Road. Since I was driving, she started looking it up, but didn't tell me what she found. Then, when we arrived at the next park, I asked her if she found anything, and she said, There was an article about a crash, but it doesn't say anything else, and I really feel like it was something else that caused his death. Then it hit me to look up deaths on Airport Road, and the first article that popped up was, Foul play suspected in fatal crash near blah blah blah. I clicked the article, yeah. I clicked the article, and sure enough... This older man was on his way to the airport hangar and was shot while he was driving, which caused him to crash his car into a cement post. I could not believe what I was reading. (laughs) Chills. Ah! Then I remembered that I had heard about this accident before because it was around that area where I used to ride my bike on lunch breaks. I looked into it some more and watched a couple of videos that were reported by the news and the man's family so that he was a great guy, a great dad, and grandfather, uh, and was just a very happy, friendly person. Hmm. I couldn't find anything that would make me suspicious of him being involved in anything sketchy, but you never know. I'm going to try to convince my sister to go back with me and see if she can get any more details from me using my pendulum, as they have yet to find the killer. I don't know if we'll solve the case, but maybe at least help him get some kind of peace. I've been trying to get in tune with my spiritual side because I feel like I have a strong intuition sometimes, lol. But my sister doesn't understand how gifted she is, and I'm trying to encourage her more. If we figure anything out, you two will be the first to know, so stand by for an update. I'm sorry if this was all over the place, but there was a lot going on, so I did my best. Girl, you did great. Oh my god, I've... I forgot to mention that later on the next day, I was thinking about it, and what if that gunshot we heard was residual energy and it started replaying right then? Oh, and my sister said that when she was looking back at the car, 
That was because he was walking around the car and she thought he was trying to get in, but then she noticed it looked like he was just inspecting it, like looking for something or maybe checking to see if the car was in good condition. I'm not sure, but he seemed interested in the car and we're not completely sure why, other than him just being curious and the fact that his car crashed. Also, when we were leaving, we saw a white sandhill crane and I stopped because I wanted to take a picture of it. When I took a picture, it looked like it was kind of glowing. And I was like, ooh, what if that's him? Then I showed my sister the picture and she pointed out the reflection in the water and was like, that's him. Sorry, I almost forgot to include those details and I felt they were important. So there you go, lol. Not the scariest story or anything, but it was definitely something different for me to experience. Anyways, love the pod, keep up the good work, and stay shook. That honestly, to me, Hey Hey, is one of the more unique stories we've gotten. And also, if you guys solve a crime because of this encounter, that is just next level. Like, get let's get Hey Hey and her sister a TV show. Am I right? Or am I right? Yeah. <laughs> That's Maya, insane. Maya the medium. <laughs> yes, there we go. <laughs> she seems really intuitive. And something that really stuck out, stuck out to me was her saying that she wasn't sure that he was very nice. Um, and I'm wondering, like, if maybe there was foul play, what if he was a nice man, but was also, like, involved in some things that are not savory that nobody really knew about? Mm-hmm. We don't know. He but could I don't have been like say... a Walter White type from Breaking Bad. Who knows? Something. He got in too deep. Got in too deep. But I don't want to say that about this man because I don't know. But like, maybe, I don't know. It seemed like Maya was really picking up on everything else. Yeah, because honestly, the energy she was picking up on may not have been just that of the spirit, but also yeah. the situation at hand, like the guy who shot him or the gal or whomever. Exactly. Who knows? The other party. Yeah. I just I just can't get over the fact that she's experiencing this warmth and having these images and ideas of what could have happened, and then it turns out there's literally a news article about that very thing. Like, way to go. That might take the cake as far as uh any kind of true crime slash paranormal crossover story that's oh that's yes. pretty rad that thank you iconic, hey, hey. hey hey so if, if y'all have any more ghost adventures send it because <laughs> send them come on <laughs> it's gripping <laughs> but yeah that was yeah. my last story of the evening and i don't know if you have another one i don't think so I don't believe I do. Well then, ladies and gents, that's a wrap on Shook Stories. And now that we've done this one, we could use some more. I've got maybe two that I could use for a future episode. So keep bringing them on. I don't care if it's a a sleep paralysis demon. I don't care if it's alien, UFO, cryptid, skunk ape specifically. If you saw skunk ape, I really, or smelled skunk ape, I really want to know about that really anything just bring it on anything that was just a mystery to you whether it be 
I don't know how the hell I got to work on time. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> yeah, anything unexplained, anything in the realm of unexplained. Exactly. And I'm still looking for some past life stories, Chandler. Yes, please. Those kinds of stories are something that we want to cover possibly for Shocktober, like Santa said, or sooner if yeah. we get them. But um, Santa has many lives, many masters. I'm currently reading it, so that will probably be discussed at some point. But we love mm-hmm. – Dare I say, dare I say, we love a firsthand account. <laughs> we love a firsthand account. And also, if you have any uh, recommendations on other good past life books, um, please let us know in the comments yes. it, on the YouTube video or in our DMs or just let us know. I'm looking, I'm looking to go get some other outside of – Many lives, many masters, just so we can have like, you know, a couple different people to pull the experiences from when we talk about ours. Absolutely. Actually, Santa, I was going to surprise you, but I'm just going to tell you while we're on the topic. But when I was at Barnes and Noble picking up your ghost books for your birthday, one of the books that I almost got was a past life book, but it was one I had never heard of before. And it was about a little boy. So I plan on going back there soon and I'll yeah, try to get us both a copy so we can read it. Cause I, I want to absorb all of that content. I think it is so yeah. interesting or just get it and then like, tell me what it is and I'll get it for like Kindle or something. Oh, like, Kindles so are so nice. Cause you don't have to flip the pages I mean it's just there. I do it on my phone but it's the Kindle app yeah I get I get books on there sometimes because it's cheaper and it's quicker than waiting on Amazon to drop it off Hell but yeah. you talking about going to Barnes and Noble to get my ghost book just reminds me I took the Enneagram test again today and, and? guess what what I'm a seven <gasps> and it I'm checks a seven. out oh are you Yes, I you literally are. Bought- you yes. Wait, you are. Yeah, because you got the book. I didn't. I forgot that you got the number seven, but I remember you got an enneagram book for your specific number. So look at all the things we have in common. So although I'm an Aquarius <laughs> and you're Gemini, we both have Gemini Moon. I'm ENFP mm-hmm. or INFP, so we have the same cognitive functions, just kind of switched a little bit. And yeah. we're both enneagram sevens. I mean, stars aligned basically. Yeah, switched at birth. (laughs) (laughs) Also, everyone, if you're still listening, just wanted to let you know that we have something exciting coming up, and that's all I can say. (gasps) Oh, yes. But stay tuned. Stay tuned. Our one-year anniversary is coming up August 3rd, Yeah, and after that, something cool is happening there's a there's a couple of really cool things coming up but yeah yeah one thing in particular we've got we've got a really really cool thing for you yeah I guess that's our show thank you everybody who sent in their spooky encounters and we can't wait to read more shook stories next time we get the chance send it Thank you so much for tuning into Shook. New episodes of Shook drop every other Wednesday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, soon to be wherever you find your podcasts. Check out our show notes for more information on this week's episode, our social links, and more. Until next time, stay Shook. Hey, do you have a personal paranormal encounter that you'd like to share with us? 
visit our website, shookpodcast.com, to fill out our contact form. Or you can send us an email at shookparanormalpod at gmail.com.